Hello and welcome to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. My name is Monique and I am your host. This sacred space is here to share with you tools, tips, insights, wisdom, practices and more to support you on your journey to living authentically and unapologetically you. Let's dive into today's episode. Where do you put your focus in life? Is it on what you desire to create or do you focus on what you don't want, what you dislike or even hate about your current life experience? So often we can focus on the problems. We can focus on what we don't want to be creating and that can create us to get stuck in those patterns, in those experiences, in those emotions that we say we don't want to feel that is so challenging and we don't want we want to get rid of it we want so often I hear I want to get rid of this I want to get rid of this but when we are so focused on what we don't want in our life we are actually feeding that and creating more of it and so I want to invite you to become curious about what you're focusing on and what language you are using when you focus on these things what are you thinking what are you saying to yourself whether that's internally or out loud how are you communicating with others what are you saying to others what are you saying about others becoming really curious about what language you're using and starting to notice how that language is creating the reality that you are living it can be so subtle But when you start to bring that awareness and observe how you're showing up in your life and how you're communicating, you start to see those connections. You start to see how powerful your language is. You see that your tongue, your voice is really a powerful creative force. And another thing that I really notice is when we are experiencing something, for example, depression or anxiety, we tend to own the identity of depression or anxiety, even more so if you have been diagnosed with something and then it's almost like, this is who I am and you're owning the identity. You say, I am anxious. I am an anxious person. I am depressed. Often I hear my depression, my anxiety. You're owning it. And in owning it, it becomes who you are. And then you think more of those thoughts that an anxious person would think. You feel more of those feelings that an anxious person would feel. And you really start to embody that as who you are and that as your core identity. And it's really hard to break free from that cycle, from those thoughts those emotions, those patterns. Because it's become who we are. And then it also creates this fear of, well, who am I without this? If I were to let this go, who am I on the other side of that? What if it's worse? What if I don't like who I am without this? Even more so than maybe what what I don't like now and maybe you're stuck in a bit of um, self-hatred or self-judgment or self-criticism and maybe you don't really like who you are in this moment but what if it's worse if I let go of this that fear of the uncertainty can keep us stuck because as these habitual 
creatures and we just like to know we like to be able to prepare and anticipate and this is how we protect ourselves and so we can actually create this comfort within the uncomfort or the discomfort so i've come from deep kind of experiences and a background around anxiety and depression and panic and fear and self-hatred self-judgment and i remember that it was more scary to let that go and embrace something new to ponder the fact that maybe i actually am worthy i i do have something to give but what if i embrace who i truly am my authentic self and i show up as my authentic self and i'm rejected i'm not accepted i'm not loved that would mean that the true me really isn't good enough and that thought and that feeling was too much to bear it was too overwhelming to think of if i took off all these masks and i'm still not accepted or loved that would hurt so much more because this is who i am i can't change my authentic self but i can change all the masks that i wear and if someone rejects me when i'm wearing a mask i've got the ability to say oh well it wasn't really who i am and we can kind of bypass and deflect and avoid feeling the deep feelings doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt when we're rejected if we're wearing a mask but it hurts a lot more to think about that if i'm being my true self and someone to were to reject that that would hurt so much more and so it's easier and safer to wear the masks even if the masks are creating discomfort um, and pain as well it's less painful being in the known and it feels more safe but in doing that we prevent ourselves from living our best life living authentically and having more joy and peace and excitement and passion and aligning to the people and experiences that are in alignment with our true self so having the career or the relationship or the abundance or the experiences that you truly desire to have you prevent yourself from aligning to those because you're wearing these masks and you're in a different vibrational frequency that does not match the authentic experiences that you truly desire so we keep ourselves safe by staying small and wearing the masks and staying within the conditioned self and the habitual self that we have learned and known for so long so i want to invite you just to feel into that and become curious about what's coming up for you as you listen to these words noticing if there is any tension or constriction in your body noticing if there's calmness openness or if this really resonates with you if something's really landing for you notice how that feels in your body often we can get stuck in different emotions and experiences because of the deeper attachment and story behind what we're experiencing for example, if you are acting in certain ways or getting triggered or saying certain things or something happens in your life and it creates maybe the feeling of shame, 
And this can mean that there that you're feeling that the way that you've acted or something that you've said or a trigger that's happened means that there's something wrong with you and it creates that shame. And we tend to think that this experience is or this feeling, this emotion is linked to what's happening in the present moment. And yes, it it can have that link, but what it's also attached to is all the past experiences that you've had of shame. And so we wonder why something that can be seemingly small can hurt us so deeply and create overwhelming, all-consuming triggers and and send us into these overwhelming or really big reactive emotional states and can send us into deep spirals. And what can be happening is I talk a little bit about um, the stacking effect and you're not only being triggered by what's happening in the present, but every other unresolved past moment where you had a similar experience or similar emotion. It's triggering all of that. And so we wonder why we overreact, but it's just because we aren't just reacting to what's happening in the, this now moment. We're reacting to everything that happened prior to that. And so when we start to become aware of what we're saying, what we're thinking, how we're acting, when we're being triggered, what's coming up for us, we can start to observe where the attachment is and begin the journey of detaching, of being able to feel your emotions without making it mean something about you. The same with your language and your thoughts. When we start to have, say, negative self-talk coming up, a lot of the time we'll go into shame around that. Oh, I've gone back into the negative self-talk. I've gone back into that cycle. Why can't I get get out of this? Why can't I fix this? Why can't I let it go? Um, why can't I move beyond this? And we start to shame ourselves and make it mean that there's something wrong with me that I can't fix this, that I can't break free of this. We can feel like we've done a lot of work sometimes and things just aren't shifting fast enough. There must be something wrong with me. And there's that story again. What are you making it mean about you? Because that's what where you get stuck is when you're making it mean something and you're attaching to that belief or that story. But when you start to detach from that story or that belief, take yourself out of the eye of the storm and observe what's really going on. And this will support you in moving beyond this stuckness, this um, experience that you continue to get stuck within that, almost like that hamster wheel or that, that loop that you just keep going over and over, having the same experience, having another, the same thought that leads into more of the same feelings, that leads into more of these same thoughts, and you get stuck in this loop. But when you're able to start taking yourself out of the, the loop, and it doesn't mean that you won't have the thoughts or the feelings, but you now are also becoming the observer of the thoughts and feelings. It may be helpful when you're beginning this process to just write everything down. Write what you're thinking, write what you're feeling, write down the sensations that you're noticing. 
write down what you're saying out loud to others or to yourself and ask yourself is this actually true is this truly me become curious about where this stems from because a lot of this is it's from the conditioned self that began in that zero to seven years where we started to we were like this sponge and we were absorbing everything around us and learning the behaviors of those around us of how to be in the world how to act how to think and we developed this conditioned self we also developed coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms to protect ourselves when we didn't feel safe and many of us had numerous experiences that created this feeling of I'm not safe in my body I'm not safe in my emotions I'm not safe to express myself I'm not safe in the world and so we've created these protective mechanisms that have shut down and suppressed our emotions that we didn't feel safe to feel and this has created the emotions to get stuck and play on repeat which creates more of those thoughts and more of those feelings and more of those experiences and aligns you to people and experiences in your life that are a vibrational match for what you're thinking and feeling. When we can liberate those emotions, that's when we can have the deep healing. We liberate emotions by leaning into the emotion. There's a lot of um, positive thinking that's come about um, for quite some time in the spiritual world of change your thoughts change your life there's more to it than that it can be quite um, a simplified version and this is something that I dove into quite early on in my journey and I tried to go into positive thinking and affirmations and bypass my negative emotions and thoughts and jump to gratitude and love and abundance without actually dealing with the wounds and the pain that has been stored in my body the suppressed emotions that were stuck in my body when I began the journey of learning to validate my experience and my feelings and my emotions learning to become aware of what was stuck in my body and how to lean into it feel it and express it in my own unique authentic way that's when I started to liberate the emotions and liberate myself. But you need to be able to feel all your emotions. Not push down or get rid of or suppress or bypass negative emotions. We're here to experience all of the emotions. And if you can learn how to authentically and fully embrace all of you, all of your emotions, lean in, feel it when it's here and learn how to express it and release it and integrate it, that's when you're going to actually break free from these cycles. So for example, if you're struggling with depression, this is something that I struggled with for many years and it would come and go. I would usually be in high intense anxiety stress state to the point where I couldn't handle being in that activated state for longer and I would drop into depression. And when I would be in the depression, I would be dwelling in it and I would be playing out thoughts, feelings, stories, identities, self-talk, self-judgment, self-criticism, and I'd be hating on myself in the process rather than actually having compassion for myself, 
allowing myself the space to feel because I didn't have the capacity to hold space for myself. I didn't know what was going on and I didn't have the tools or the wisdom to navigate these situations. But on my journey, I have learned and received the wisdom, the teachings and the practices that have supported me to get to where I am now, which is where I'm able to hold space for myself. And when I feel those sensations that may be associated with depression or just feeling low or sad or just mm, like there's maybe some grief or abandonment or whatever it is that's coming up for me I don't go straight to oh I'm depressed I don't own it as I am depressed I notice the similarities of the sensations the feelings and the thoughts and the symptoms of when I've had depression in the past but I don't go straight into labeling it of this is depression I am depressed I'm here again what's wrong with me instead I become curious about what's deeper than that what's really coming up is it an abandonment wound is it that I'm so stressed out that I've burned out and I start to just become curious about what my body is revealing to me learning the language of your body will help you to navigate your experience and to heal these deep wounds and we learn the language of our body through our felt sensation and I go into this um, quite deeply with with clients and um, in different platforms so coming back to language though <laughs> um, we want to become aware of what we're saying to ourselves because what tends to happen is we start to feel something and like I said we start to label it of I am depressed and then we get stuck into criticizing ourselves or shaming ourselves for there's something wrong with me this isn't normal and we can beat ourselves up but if we can transform or transition our language into having more compassion for ourselves and more curiosity, we can really start to shift the experience. And when we learn to lean into what we're feeling and have more compassionate language, that's where you can really break free from these cycles. You are truly a creator being. Whether you realize it or not, you are a creator being and your language, your voice is so powerful in your creation. This is how we create through our thinking, through our feeling and through the words that we speak. So if you're constantly saying to yourself, I never have enough time, you'll notice that that's what you continue to experience. But if you were to acknowledge that this is where I'm at and I feel like I don't have enough time. But actually I have all the time in the world and it's just how I navigate my time. Becoming more aware and curious about how you spend your time and maybe redirecting where you spend your time so that you focus on what you truly desire and using your time more wisely to do the things that you truly love. And it's just having that shift. Another example is when 
we have something come up. So recently I was working with a client and she had an experience that triggered a lot of anxiety about um, a past relationship. And it just was all of a sudden, it came out of nowhere and went into shock and created that stress response. And there was a lot of anxiety and um, it created a lot of fogginess of how do I navigate this? And when she reached out to me, my response was, this is really amazing that you're having this awareness and you're noticing your sensations and you're able to reach out and ask for that support. This is the time when your body is saying, you know, I'm ready to deal with this wound from this past relationship. This is coming up because it's ready to be healed. It's ready to be released. It's ready to be acknowledged. This is exciting. And it was really amazing that when I shared this intuitively with her, she completely transformed. Her energy went from anxiety to excitement. And if you were to take a moment now to tune into the sensations of anxiety and excitement, they're very similar in nature, but it's where our focus is. It was the same experience or the same external situation, I should say, but a very different experience. And it can just be of how we're observing it and having a different perspective, using different language. You truly have the power to change your reality. And when I talk about focusing on what you desire, it doesn't mean ignoring or avoiding or bypassing your experience in this now moment. It's really important to acknowledge where you're at and what you're feeling. Become curious about it. Detach from the story that you're telling yourself. Become aware of the story. That's really um, an important part to become aware of the stories you're telling yourself. But it's detaching of asking yourself, well, is this actually true for me? Lean into the emotion. Allow yourself to feel it and express it. And you'll notice that as you lean in, you take your power back. That emotion no longer has power over you. You take your personal power back. And then you're able to shift how you think, how you feel, and the language that you're using. But if you're allowing your conditioned self, your subconscious, and the wounds within you to control your reality, your language, and um, how you show up in the world, you're giving your power away. And you become a a victim to the conditioning. And then you can get stuck in these different self-sabotaging patterns or these deep sufferings. You get stuck in the pain body and you're like, why can't I break free of this? Because you need to allow yourself to feel it. But you also, um, it also helps to become aware of where you're at and if you're able to hold space for yourself to go through this or if you need to have that support. It's really important to have support regardless of where you're at. Even if you're really amazing at holding space for yourself, it's still important to have support from others as well just to even hold space for you as you navigate these waters as you feel the deep emotions and the big emotions as you heal deep wounds that have been stored within you for some time it is so important and so powerful 
um, to have that support and that space being held for you. So I always recommend to clients, to friends, to listeners to really tune in and feel into who you align with, who you resonate with to support you, whether it's a friend, whether it's a community or a support system, a therapist, a coach, mentor. If you're resonating with me, you're always welcome to reach out to me. Um, It would be my absolute honor to support you. But we need to have that support, especially when we're navigating these dark waters and these deep emotions because it can get overwhelming. And often we're not even aware of the language that we're using. It's so fascinating when I'm working with clients, whether that's one-on-one or in a group setting. And we do a lot of sharing because in sharing, there is so much healing. To use your voice and to express yourself, to be seen, to be heard, it's so, so powerful. But I always find it really fascinating the particular words that we use or how we describe certain emotions or experiences that we're having and I can um, share a teaching and then someone in the space will use language that is in alignment with the teaching that I've shared so like I mentioned how we use I am depressed my depression or something along those lines where I've just spoken about the power of I am statements and then we can share in that I am statement that's maybe not serving our highest good of where we are wanting to go or what we desire to create. And so having someone to hold space and offer a different perspective can help you to have that outside perspective yourself because it can be so easy to be consumed by our experience and be so close to the experience to the emotion that we miss these subtleties so working with someone and having someone to just hold space and listen and to offer some guidance and some compassion and some support for you is really really powerful so my invitation here for you is to really become curious about your language both positive and negative Often when we start the healing journey, we can focus on the negative things and what we want to change, what we want to get rid of or um, what's wrong with us or our experience. But we can also get really stuck in the positive and we can be chasing positive or we can be bypassing through positive thinking or we can really be avoiding feeling our depth and our pain and our Um, shadows which actually prevents us healing those and so we can be like oh I'm all good or um, even when we're talking to others of when someone's like how are you like oh I'm fine I'm okay I'm all good and there can be this way that we use positive where we can actually be on that intense scale of always positive always positive always positive always positive and so if that's maybe you where we're using a lot of positive thinking and affirmations tuning into are you bypassing the negative side of your emotions and your experience for me when I'm working with clients and even for my own personal journey I have I really embrace all emotion and all aspects of self It was quite fascinating, um, and even now it still is, to reflect on my journey of times where I focused only on the negative, times where I was always positively thinking and bypassing in that way, 
times where I would again get stuck and dwell in negative self-talk and times where I've actually been able to step out of the bubble and observe the bigger picture of noticing where I am focusing on negative, where I am focusing on positive and where I'm actually just allowing the flow of enjoying and embracing both aspects. And also I've come to a place where I no longer necessarily think of an emotion or a thought as positive or negative. It's now just emotion. It's now just its experience. Well, when I talk about positive and negative with clients, it's, or um, here on this podcast, it's really to get across to you what I'm speaking about, because that is something we can relate to. But for me, it's, it's emotion. It's no, it's not bad. It's not good. It's emotion. And all of it is part of the human experience to avoid one or to suppress one is to suppress the other. If we are not willing to go to the depths of our grief, our sadness, our pain, we are not able to reach the heights of the joy and the excitement and the bliss. It all weaves together and the deeper we can go into our pain and into our healing, the higher we can go with our joy and our openness and expansion. They work hand in hand. just taking a moment to allow all of this to really land. A lot can be shared on these calls and it can bring up a lot and it can start to trigger or bring forth things that may be stuck within you or patterns that you've been playing out. So it's really allowing the time after these calls to really integrate the teachings and what's been shared here and be really put it into practice of becoming curious of what is here for you what is arising what is resonating and so just coming back to my invitation my invitation here for you is to become curious about your language both positive and negative, and the feelings that arise with your language, again, both positive and negative. Are there any stories, identities, or attachments to what you're thinking, saying, feeling? Like when we spoke about, are you going into shame and making your experience means something about you. This is happening to me because I'm not good enough, because I'm not worthy, because I'm not lovable. And that's what can keep us stuck. Or, oh, I'm feeling a negative emotion. I'm not high vibe enough. There's something wrong with me. I've got to do something here to get back to the high vibe. Is another big one that I notice. So my question to you is how deeply are you allowing yourself to feel your emotions or are you in avoidance, resistance or numbing out or using coping mechanisms? What stories are you telling yourself? What beliefs are you attached to? 
when you become aware of these attachments, of these coping mechanisms, this is where you shine that light of awareness, you take your power back, you begin to unravel the stories and the beliefs that are keeping you stuck, which begins the journey of liberation. And as I said earlier, this can be really challenging to do alone. I, I truly believe that we are not meant to do this alone, but we are conditioned to believe that we have to do it alone, that to let someone know what's really going on is not safe. It's not okay. It's shameful when we're going through these things and we couldn't dare let anyone know that this is going on because what would they think about us? And it's a conditioning that keeps us isolated and lonely and again can actually amplify the experience and another way that we get stuck. So over my journey, it's been a long journey of me learning to create inner safety so that I could build that inner trust so that I could let others in and receive support. It's always been really easy for me to give and be there for others, but really challenging for me to receive, for me to be there for myself, as well as to allow others to support me. And that's been a massive part of my journey of learning to receive. And so if you have someone in your life that you can reach out to, please do. Know that this will really support you on your journey and open you up to exponential healing and transformation growth and expansion we are not meant to do this journey alone and if you don't feel like you have someone maybe you resonate with me and you want to reach out to me or you can reach out to me and let me know what's going on and I could potentially point you in the right direction whether that's us working together or whether that's maybe someone that I know of maybe a mentor that I've worked with that I feel like would you would deeply resonate with I find that when someone reaches out to me and they share what's going on, I have this intuitive sense of what may um, be really supportive for you, whether it's a book, whether it's a uh, video um, on YouTube or a teaching that I've come across. So if you need some support here, please reach out, send me an email, connect with me on Facebook or Instagram, um, and I would be completely honored to support you. I also have an accompanying blog post that takes this conversation a little bit deeper um, and so I'm going to tag that below so you can check that blog post out um, and it also outlines some of the invitations and the questions that I've shared in this episode. I find sometimes when we listen to the episodes the invitations or the um, journal prompts or the questions they can be really powerful but it can be easy to forget of like oh what was that question that she mentioned so head on over to the blog post um, we have a read through and really take the time to come into that curiosity answer the questions take some time to journal and really be with this allow this to land when you do the work it takes this so much more deeply and it lands more deeply. Thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute joy to share this with you.
Thank you for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you're loving this content, I invite you to subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. And I invite you to share in the comments below what resonated for you. Each month we have a Q&A session. Submit any questions you have to me by email at info at So much love to you, beautiful human. See you next time.